Forgiveness. How is that working for you? This is our fourth conversation on the topic of forgiveness. During our probing about uh, forgiveness, we've taken the time to acknowledge that anger is a powerful emotion. Through our research, we've been uh, reminded about uh, anger uh, appearing um, as as uh, damage, uh, anger appearing as a destroyer, uh, and uh, we've also seen uh, how anger can camouflage itself and damage the good work afforded us uh, to do uh, by the Spirit of God. As believers uh, in the power of Christ, God does not give place to defeat. Uh, We encouraged, we are encouraged, my friends, to continue learning to be honest with ourselves and for our own good and for our own growth, uh, for the benefit of those that we encounter on a daily basis, uh, even in our thoughts. Praise God. So the anger that we found in our path uh, to forgiveness again is a gift. I can't say that enough. I say that because I'm reminding myself um, because you can easily slide back into being judgmental and uh, not giving an account um, when we are dealing with that emotion. So now you know that anger is a signal for you, for me, to take a pause. Take a pause and sort through this invisible, hidden emotion. An emotion that is shaping and it's contributing to your reaction to whatever circumstance or situation you find yourself in. Remember the underlying pondering uh, that's going on. And it requires that we ask ourselves, and this is why um, we, we need that other voice. Uh, Sometimes it can be a loved one or that other voice that triggers in our head, um, that spiritual voice that have us pause and say, are you responding to something uh, dealing with abandonment or betrayal? Or uh, are you dealing with hurt? Or is it a a feeling of being ignored or invisible or criticized? Or are you dealing with impatience? And as I have um, uh, confessed uh, on our other podcasts that impatience uh, probably is one thing that I um, would gravitate toward because it's like, well, well, you've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this for a while and it's so clear to me which way we should go, but um, we have to um, give others uh, an opportunity to get to where we are. And um, my journey, my history uh, has afforded me, uh, praise God, to work with people from uh, various disciplines 
And uh, with that comes uh, different ways of approaching uh, when you've pretty much maybe been in one genre, and I'll use that term uh, in terms of your profession. And sometimes I find myself uh, wishing that maybe I, I had not had such a popcorn kind of um, uh, profession, but that's what God gave me. But if I'd stayed in healthcare or, or stayed in, in, in program development or just uh, found a niche and rather than spreading wide, maybe had gone gone deeper, I would have one category of uh, uh, ideas probably. But anyway, that's just me saying that. So that that's how I get to impatience. Uh, that's, that's my justification. Uh, certainly it's not the cure. But being honest uh, with yourself, it opens doors and it places you in a spiritual state that gives you power to maneuver this brilliant emotional gift of anger. Anger has been known to put you in a state of unresponsiveness in the past, but now the gift is being operationalized as we move towards forgiveness Uh, We need to operationalize the anger and then it is fully uh, received. When this gift's fully received, it becomes profitable and it has an ongoing usage when we learn to manage it uh, and get into that second stage where it's beneficial um, rather than something that hinders us. And another piece of uh, research, um, this is just part of who we are uh, in terms of uh, trying to uh, look at uh, this topic from many sides. Uh, another book that, that I came across is called The Guide to Compassionate Assertiveness, How to Express Your Needs and Deal with Conflict While Keeping a Kind Heart. And the chapter in this book that um, uh, really um, um, struck me, uh, struck me in terms of um, resonating with me, I guess is what I'm kind of looking for here, is the chapter that's entitled Forgiveness, Free Yourself from Anger. And just to share a little bit from this author, um, at its highest level, forgiveness includes a willingness to consider that Many causes and conditions, including pain or ignorance, can lead people to bad things, bad decisions, bad actions. But just as important as thinking about what forgiveness is, you should also consider what forgiveness is not. And as I was reading this, I went right back to where we started uh, back uh, three, three sessions ago uh, when Bishop Tutu uh, reminded us that um, there are things that forgiveness is. And of course, then on, on the other hand, there are things that forgiveness is not. And so this author, I will share with you uh, uh, from this list. Um, and a couple of things on the list, though, puts my heart to ponder. And I'll let you know when we get to those. Uh, forgiveness is not glossing over wrongdoings. Uh, it's not denying the seriousness of an offense or pretending that things are different 
from the way they really are. Forgiveness is not excusing or condoning wrongdoing and does not remove the appropriate consequences. Forgiveness is not denial or forgetting. Forgiveness is not an excuse to have control over other people. Now, these are a couple of uh, the next two things kind of put my heart to ponder uh, being a believer in Christ and knowing what I read uh, and believing what I read in uh, in the Holy Scripture. Um, But I'll leave these with you. Uh, Forgiveness does not mean you have to trust the person. Um, I've uh, pondered on that one and... I, I think that there needs to be some level of trust. Um, other than that, you are kind of carrying a burden, but I'm going to leave that one with you. And I hope that we can have some, some type of interaction as we progress through these podcasts so that uh, maybe some of your voices can be heard uh, uh, during this discussion. And another one, and I, I know... <laughs> Um, uh, scripture speaks to this. I didn't look the one up about reconciliation, but forgiveness does not have to involve reconciliation. Now, these the last two, as I say, um, uh, can be found um, in this guide to compassion, compassionate assertiveness. Uh, but again, that's part of our research. Um, as I move move further here, I, I have a written reflection. Uh, from um, uh, an acquaintance and uh, she was in an uh, abusive relationship and I have permission to share this uh, not to share her profile but certainly um, um, permission to share uh, about this relationship Uh, this writer uh, she emphasizes excuse me that uh, this was a mental rather than a physical type of abusiveness that she found herself in Um, because there weren't any uh, acts of outward violence most of what she was feeling uh, was internal but she describes it as being abuse uh, that was demeaning in a way that was intellectually draining and thus it made her feel emotionally paralyzed and left, left her um, not knowing how to ask for help. So the anger simmered and simmered. And you'll hear um, more about her story. But I, I just want to share uh, with, again, with her permission, um, a, a written reflection, a brief excerpt from one of, from one of the moments um, that um, she allowed uh, uh, me to uh, hear and and read something that she had written. So I I quote, there is laughter in the house, but I'm not included. There are discussions and problem solving yet again. I am not consulted or included. Reaching out for the strings of conversation or attempting to join in on the laughter only yields superficial safety nets. 
because they are elusive and disappear as if they are nothing, nothing more than puffs of smoke because only fakeness lives here. There are no conversations, only vices with emptiness that speak at a distance about yesterdays and discussions about long ago. Voices seem pleased with wisdom from underdeveloped truths. Truths that are harbored. Truths that are embraced by a recluse who keeps recycling yesterday's elusiveness through a pretend lifestyle. Given sound of one more fanciful day a day near here unquote yes my friends I, I've asked this person to uh, join me on one of our podcasts and uh, I've asked her to unpack this reflection uh, about simmering anger and um, the need to be able to forgive uh, when it's uh, not physical abuse, uh, but it's the mental. And I know when there's physical violence, you have a mental piece, but um, she is uh, dealing in, in her mind with one side. But the anger is, is where we are headed here and the need to forgive. So we will hear more in other episodes from, uh, from this person. So through forgiveness, uh, we free ourselves from a sin that can so easily entangle us. Anger can easily entangle us. And I know uh, in scripture, we're told to be angry and sin not. Uh, And uh, we've talked about that. And I'll again give you a chance to ponder on the things that entangle you uh, and uh, keep anger sort of in your path as a hindrance more than a gift that can um, give purpose to your journey. The writer of the letter to the Hebrews wrote uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look unto Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. All we seek, we seek this cloud of witnesses that will remind us that forgiveness is the way and we want it to work for us. And as I uh, close this this, uh, session, Uh, At this moment, we as a nation are amid a pandemic that is requiring that 
anger not give way to compassion and forbearance. We ensue a path that makes forgiveness yield good fruit. Amen.